Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. Good morning to everyone watching this video. Whether it's Monday morning, you're sitting in between Sunday Night Football waiting for something to happen. Uh, but we're here and we finally now have our video version of Monday Morning Football back after uh, three weeks in London. I just didn't look good enough for video, Connor. Uh, I think after just after a few weeks, like for me, I was like, I'm too tired. Let's just go audio only. But um, look, buzzing to... The chat to everybody here this morning, but I'll, I'd love to welcome in Connor Mangan, part of the Monday morning team, part of Pro Football Ireland. Connor, first off, good day. Good day. You look or... unbelievably handsome. I can't believe no one's had a chance to look <laughs> at that face for the last three weeks. So if you're listening to this in your car and way to work, my God, Michael is a beautiful man. There you go. Dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. Um, first off, why going into certain things like? Did you enjoy week seven that we are recording this pre-Sunday Night Football? So I'm going to publicly state online for people. I'm I'm going to bed after this and I'm going to get up early and watch the game in, in like 45 minutes. We're going to turn the Wi-Fi off on my phone ever hence. So hopefully mm -hmm. that works. No, my luck, it won't. I'm too tired not to. Um, it, it This, like for a week, for a week, Connor, where there were so many teams in the bye. Yeah. It, it, this week delivered, man. It delivered. It really did. It really did. Um, yeah, for any fancy players there, it was kind of a tough week because you found out that you had like, you know, six players all on a bye or something like that. But it was it was a great week. Like this is always an interesting week because you can't use the excuse anymore of like, oh, we're getting into the season or preseason wasn't great or camp wasn't great or camp was fantastic. Like now we can kind of take a good look at everyone. Um, and I found myself kind of doing that like like naturally. I'm kind of like, okay, well, who are, who are the top teams? Who are the teams that I think are, are really really dangerous that um maybe didn't think were who were really contenders who are the ones that look like they're middle of the pack and are going to stay middle of the pack who are the ones that do not look good they're still trashy and then my favorite category yes i love jeopardy my favorite category is who's the trap teams who's the teams that no one likes to play but they're not good enough to put them in the in the great teams category so i found myself kind of breaking those teams down uh in my own head but a very exciting uh sunday of football um and thursday was a great game too so yeah just want to get right into it love it man i love it well first off let's let's look at one thing you know one of the standout games in the early window was even before we got bobs kicked or thrown this ravens lions game and everybody was thinking that was going to be a great game it ended up it wasn't wasn't the classic 38 six to the to the ravens Lions just didn't like. I mean, offensively, did not show up. And there's, I think, there's many aspects just just to go into this. But first off, Connor, you know, Lamar Jackson. If you look at the box score, like he's what he had like three hundred something yards, three touchdowns in the day. At one point, he was perfect. He finished twenty one and twenty seven. But the combination of what he had, the run game with Gus Edwards, but more so Zay Flyers, Gus Edwards, and Mark Andrews on the receiving side of things. I I personally think, and Ravens fans are going to tell me to shut up now, and I don't want to jinx anyone, but that was a serious marker to put down this week and to see how they played, how they didn't just play, but they controlled the game. They had a dominant first half performance, and then you'd be forgiven for thinking that the Lions might have been out in the second half and you know got a couple of scores on the board. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought beforehand, I'm like, well, okay, Detroit, Baltimore, what a great game. Detroit are really having a good season. Um, I think Detroit will nip it. I just don't think Baltimore are kind of quite there yet. But I think you're dead, right? Like their their offense is just 
it's just class like it's pure class not to be like cork af but they are pure class they um their lecture like gus edwards was amazing and like in previous weeks you kind of say like hill looked almost almost a bit more like the main guy right like against that pittsburgh game that that i actually watched in person and it's this is why i, I actually found it so interesting because hill looked looked great uh flowers looked like he could move around a lot but maybe he's dropping some catches you know that was a bit of a weird game but this one it was they just seem to have options everywhere like odell is kind of coming in every now and then and kind of doing something and i think odell maybe just like kind of like tags a little bit of extra uh, attention bit of extra pressure um from the defensive side of things um and maybe they're using that to advantage as well but yeah gus edwards was amazing uh lamar was fantastic and to be honest i and I'm not sure who else who else was thinking this, whether I mentioned it before, but I did think there was something wrong with Lamar throughout the season. Um, I I watched him closely, and particularly when I went to the game in Pittsburgh against the Ravens, I watched him very very closely. He looked fine during warmups, like very chill guy. We all know he's kind of that relaxed type of type of guy, and that's his kind of his attitude. But then he just turns it on. And he's zippy fast. Everyone knows he can run. Everyone knows he's fast. He's zippy fast. He can get in and out of everything. He's absolutely electric. And I found when he was moving in Pittsburgh, he was moving very well around the pocket. And he'd actually spin out into a bit of space. And every time, you know, like a, I remember Lamar last like four seasons, every time he spin out into a little space, he would rip down, rip through. He would, he would make a lot of space himself. He'd go for a 25-yard run, no problem. I found him making these little eight-yard runs, maybe a little bit to the sideline or diving down or maybe taking a slide or something. And I was wondering, I'm like, I'm like, that's not quite Lamar. And commentators weren't kind of saying it. I would be listening to them and they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, great run by Lamar. You know, I like, like, like got him extra space there for the first down. But Lamar Jackson doesn't go for first down when he rushes. Lamar Jackson is thinking touchdown. If he's on his own 25-yard line, he's thinking about touchdown. So brings me to week seven. I was like, well, you know, maybe something wrong. With him. I, I was, I was thinking like maybe it's a hip thing or maybe a knee thing because he he does seem very agile on his on his ankles and his feet. Like the, he he's very sharp there. Um, but no, he's he was absolutely amazing, Michael. Um, and the, the whole team were it was it was just it was just great to watch. Like they never looked like they were going to lose. It's got two touchdowns first quarter, two touchdowns second quarter, third um, fifth touchdown in the third quarter, and then just needed the field goal um, in the eight. Like it just never looked like uh, Detroit were even in the game. It's funny you mentioned about Lamar there because we have a okay. we, we we've got a set schedule for the, for this podcast, but we don't have maybe bullet points under bullet points because this is very much instant reaction. So I'm 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 glad you mentioned that. You mentioned certain players that even even the players that you seen when they were in Pittsburgh, I seen them last week, so we both had a chance to see see mm-hmm. the Ravens so far this season. First off, the whole London talk that. I was and I I love the Bills. I I think they're a great team, great franchise, great people. But there was a lot of media in upstate New York this week talking about the London hangover or last week. Sorry, that's rubbish. Like look look at the Ravens today. The Ravens left Stansted yeah. Airport twenty minutes after me, half an hour after me last Sunday. They got they got home. They took the Monday off properly. They went back to work on Tuesday. There was no issue for them. This whole talk of they're they're trying to bring that out again because there's more and more games internationally. But oh, it's BS, rest, it's BS, but... Michael. We we both know that definitely. There is no hangover. You're professional athletes. You like you play with what's a hangover? Game. Yeah. You, well, exactly. Irish people we rep our best games and we're hungover. But like these guys, these guys can literally, and I've seen it myself. I've played with guys themselves where their shoulder has been like you know fully separated a couple of hours before 
kick off and they play their hamstrings are like barely hanging on and they play or you know other stuff is going on and i'm sure if you had uh, a flight seven days before that that was a little bit long you're just fine to play as well that's my take i have got a feeling and to, to be fair to the americans a lot of them listen and watch this so we appreciate you i feel if they had like a premier league soccer football game in the states we'd be given the exact same conversation to them and um, i was literally thinking this myself too i was like i wonder when they're going to do that it'll happen eventually look yeah. but the the play for the second touchdown in the day you've mentioned this about him making different plays and different different things as a quarterback and the commentator did say it connor there was a situation where he had so much time because of it, his offensive line allowed him to have that much time mm-hmm. but the, the like i think i think the commentator said it as well like the lamar of old last year the year before where he kept getting injured and injured and injured missed the playoff game in the last two years also it seems maybe i don't want to touch wood now but maybe lamar jackson has evolved a little bit where he feels like i can make these decisions i can take more time i don't have to run and protect the team i can wait and i can see what happens and if i don't like what i see i can throw the ball away throw it out well that play and i tell people to go back i think it was the i have it sitting here it was in the first quarter with three minutes or so to go mm-hmm. it's one of the most impressive things i've ever seen from lamar jackson and him on the day was was sensational his, his epa was ridiculous and man they're an exciting team to watch at the minute and that's all i'm going to say i don't want to jinx them but you just like you can see you can see them taking it to any team man they're very exciting and that's why it was so surprising when i watched them against pittsburgh and they couldn't get anything going but back to your point maybe pittsburgh just figured out to put enough pressure on the offensive line maybe something was kind of off at lamar and he couldn't run or move as well as he could and then that caused some issues. He also kind of missed a couple of passes there. And uh, some of his receivers actually just dropped normal passes. So maybe that was just an off game. But it is kind of when they're on, they just look absolutely amazing. Love it. AFC North, tasty, baby. Because we're not going to talk about this too much. I'll just very quickly say <laughs> we'll talk about more things on Jeff's podcast Monday night. Steelers beat the Rams in SoFi slash Arkashire. I mean, man. Like, I love SoFi Stadium, but <laughs> it was full of Pittsburgh fans. But day one, uh, we're going to talk about the Browns in two seconds. Day one. That's LA, um, baby. Hollywood. What a division, man. And the Bengals are in a bye week. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's um, it's it's shaping up to be, to be very, very exciting. Like, I think the Bengals were kind of hitting form. I'm not sure if it was the best timing, to be honest. It might be, depending on what way you look at it, it might be a great time for a bye week. I know we're not going to talk about this much, but it might be a great time for a bye week because a lot of people think Joe was still carrying that calf injury, but they were hitting some great form. Like, they played they played class last week. Might not have been the best time for a bye week. Maybe get, like, another one or two games very good form, but... Um, yeah, I mean everyone is there. The the Browns I personally like. They're still they're still doing like decent. Um, Steelers definitely look like they're they're playing, and then the Ravens are amazing. Um, so that's good. So that's the division so of football. Like you could you could uh, toughest toughest best is best is here or there because you could get some sloppy games there, especially when the weather starts to change um, and they have to play against each other. You know, best yet yeah, like toughest definitely best maybe. That's why I would define it. I guess it, 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 it would only be right to say this just before we do move on. Um, 
obviously Detroit played in that game against Baltimore, and they were going in five and one in the season. And Wait, sorry, D- won... Detroit were there. Is that what you're saying, Mike? Yes, they Detroit were. Detroit actually there. showed up, did they? It, like, sorry, Detroit uh, fans, but you got blown <laughs> out, and I don't mean it that way, but I don't know how that happened. It would. Go ahead. I, I if you told me this morning that they would get beat by that, I would have said you're mad. What the hell's going on here, lads? But the thing, the thing, I guess, I guess for me, I'll take, I'll take the Ravens at a minus thirty-one point five, please. Um, (laughs) That's not shady at all. I, um, I guess the thing is, a lot of experts pick the Lions to win the game. Mm -hmm. Do you have any sort of long-term concerns in the season, or do you feel that every team deserves to have a week off, and they shouldn't be judged for everything? I don't think every team deserves a week off, but I do think teams do take a week off. I don't think it's a cohesive. The decision or anything like that like i think it kind of just happens where it's not everyone's not clicking collectively in the same page and yes you are talking about the right things in pre-game like, like all this stuff is about very well prepared right like all these film guys are coming in loads of these players are doing film loads of people are talking to their coaches their coaches are talking about specific things that they didn't like last week they want to improve on this week like every single step is right there when you're doing every single step and you've been there since training camp and you've gone through preseason and now you're in game seven it's just like that effort and that like everything doesn't click together and all it takes is a few guys to not like fully be there for kind of those little things to kind of be off. I think I think it was just an off game. I don't have great concerns. I actually really like the way uh, Goff is playing. I think Gibbs actually excellent as well. I think they've got a very good running game there. So I wouldn't be terribly concerned. Um, I think the Ravens kind of played lights out too and they're going to be an extremely hard team move kind of repeating ourselves extremely hard team to beat when they're playing this lights out I'm just drinking a cup of tea here at 20 past 12 in the morning what's your go-to cup of tea as an Irishman because this, this is very debatable Barry's tea 100% Barry's tea but do you know like there's like obviously Barry's lands in the south and around are like north and south of the border mm-hmm. but there's like like Northern Iron like tea varieties there's Punjana there is Thompson's there's Limosa and I'm forgetting one here. I am, but Punjana would like my my parents wouldn't buy Barry's or Lions. They they love Punjana. Is that blasphemous or is that just a sad sign of fallouts and stuff? Do you mean? Um, it's just a, it's just. I mean, your parents aren't truly Irish. Like the only the only tea in Ireland is is Barry's. So I mean, I'm not sure where they're from or how they got into this country. But you know, just don't say anything to anyone and I hope they enjoy. Up there, enjoyed their weird uh, chai tea, whatever you called it. Um, but yeah, Barry's is the only real tea. Um, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, not a hashtag ad, but yeah, they're the best by far. We'll definitely have this conversation in person and we'll prove it your way. I think it's grand. Like, I like Punjana, but I have to say, I love I love Barry's. Like, I went through like a two or three year thing of Lions and now I can't stand it. So that's a whole different conversation. Um, but tea, tea before Sunday night football or before bed, is that frowned upon? in terms of sleep for you no not at all i um yeah my caffeine tolerance absolutely through the roof i think i've absolutely exhausted my adrenal glands um for probably the remainder of my life so they no longer work that way so now like tea and coffee are like a soothing hot beverage just like a hot toddy so uh before bed uh before training i used to have actually i used to have black coffee um right before training and then at halftime i always tried to get black coffee but the only coffee machine was actually in the physio room and they used to be really busy at halftime patching players up but i would love to have hot black coffee and like the other players be looking at me like like oh, what you doing and i'm like <laughs> i'm having a cup of coffee man 
And he's like, he's like, I got some pre-workout if you want it. And I'm like, that's not the same thing, man. I just want a, want a cup of coffee and relax. It's all good. So that that would be my go-tos. Or a cup of tea. But obviously, the water is different over here. Barry's and Lions, whatever tea you have, does not taste as well. Does not taste as good. Um, it's, the Irish water is second to none. Second wow. to none. And my mother will attest te- to that too. She literally brought, uh, she came to see a couple of games. She brought a box of Harry's tea over with her and she like keeps a couple of bags in her pocket and she'll go to a restaurant, she'll order a cup of hot water and she'll take out her own bag of tea. Um, so sorry, mom. If, uh, if I did have this rule here, like, but yeah. for like Germany and London, I bring tea bags over. Because... Yeah, that's what my mom does and she takes them out in the restaurant. So. The thing is, like the, the, the tea that like I mean, we should like I mean we we are gonna move on here, folks. But I'll say it very quickly, the the tea in NI, obviously people drink bars and lions, but anybody takes like punjana or mimosa, whatever, it does taste very similar. Whereas the tea, if you go to England, is like different. Like like again, what's going on? Like, it's not the same. It's not as good. Anyway, let's move it's, on. It's I, not, I I really yeah. enjoyed that conversation. Let's talk about one of the wildest games of the season so far. What the hell? Here, what in under of God? There's so many things here. First off, was it 39-38? I think first off, let's let's was talk it? about is the, the elephant. Is the game the even over yet? I know kickoff is one o'clock, but is it over yet? I um well that's that's a whole different discussion. So first off, folks, the Browns beat the Colts in a topsy turvy 39-38 game. The Colts debut uh a new uniform called Indiana Knights, which looks mm-hmm. nice, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, at very one nice. o'clock on a Sunday. Surely now, Connor, surely they've missed something there, or have I have I missed something? Or like, why would you debut that at nighttime, or you know, at daytime instead of nighttime? Well, uh, the only thing I can kind of say to that is nothing is real. We all live in assimilation. You can do whatever you want. So if you want to debut uh, a night themed jersey at a one o'clock game, you know, on a beautiful day actually as well, it was stunning, and I think it kind of helped um, a lot of people score and get a lot of scores going. Um, and it helped the kickers, which made things very, very interesting. Justin Hopkins was had an absolutely, like probably a career game for a guy who's kind of bounced around a little bit, looked amazing at the beginning of his career, then maybe had a kind of tough time. He was absolutely smashing the ball. That 58-yarder never looked like it was going to miss. Went straight down the middle. Um, 58 in grass is, is, is tough. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it, it, it was a great game. Um, I absolutely loved it. I didn't know what way it was going to go. To be honest, I thought the Colts had it. Then I thought the Browns had it. Then I had the, thought the Colts had it. And this was all in like the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was mad. But there's so many things to talk about. First off, the Sean Watson going down, that was a bad hit in him. He wasn't having, no, he wasn't having a great game at all. Was interceptions, mm. bad passes, the works. It was a bad hit in him. And then they took him out of the game. He was cleared to go back. And the team were like, no, we'll protect him. They bring in PJ Walker, and like PJ Walker gets the job done. But first off, he's a good good player on the defense, Connor. Like Miles Garrett, can we just induct him right now? Like, yeah. can, can we do that? Like that de- like for every for all the people that are going on about Deshaun Watson and the Browns, like that that you know, of course that's a talking point, and it's always going to be a talking point. But no harm to the crack. That Browns defense is legit it could genuinely get them to at least one playoff game this year. That's how good they are. If they can just find a way to make the offense, offense tick just a wee bit more. I don't, like, and look, they won the game and scored nearly 40 points, but I feel like they need to hit that next level on the offense. This well, is yeah, so let's, well, well let's, let's play the devil advocate there. Like, let me challenge you. So if you're saying that your defense is that good, but you're giving it 38 points 
to the Indianapolis Colts, who's a starting quarterback who they they love and is playing amazing, is actually out for the season. Did not play this game at all. Like, why? Why? Why would you say that if you're giving up 38 points to the Colts? With a backup. No, like, I, I look. I, I think that's a very good question. Just, to just ask. tell me honest. Tell me honest. The, the games against the Titans, they only conceded three points. It was topsy-turvy against the Steelers, the game you were at. They only yep. conceded three points against the Bengals. But throughout the four to five weeks that we've had these games, like that Niners game stands out. They mm-hmm. were lights out that day. And they just come up with moments. Of course, they need to obviously perfect things on the defense side of the ball. And the Colts got too many points. There was too many mistakes today as well. Too many interceptions thrown by quarterbacks. Like PJ Walker had a very, very bad one. Was it mid fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and you thought to yourself, "Well, this game is going to go away from them." But the reality is, <laughs> they won the game because of their defense. Yeah, yeah, John, John. Well, I mean, um, they've 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 definitely found something, though. I mean, they lost, uh, you know, probably the best running back in the league. Um, certainly now, anyway, because no one else has kind of jumped out and take taken that place. Although Gus Edwards looks good, but isn't did there you, yet? Did you say the end of the no, like, I mean, the, the Browns in general have lost, like, you know, one of their best players, like Chubb. Um, and um, they seem to have found a way around the offense. So you lose you lose your your starting quarterback, so he's gone. You lose your, uh, like, the be- one of the best rushers in the league. So, like, the, the whole, what they would have been thinking in preseason and even uh, prior to that and the first few games of the season is, like, this is how we work our offense. This is going to work things around this is what Deshaun's good at this is what Chubb's good at let's see how we can piece these things together let's have some passing games around that but it's mainly going to be you guys block let's create this scene here or this gap let's go through uh these different um scenarios where we can get Chubb space and and off he goes so he's gone and then Deshaun's gone and then you can still find uh like I I, I know I said this a couple of weeks ago and I think Michaela might have been challenging me, but Jerome Ford is is playing great. He's 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 very very good. Um, I know the Kareem Hunt back, and he actually was the guy who actually got it done at the end, um, one yard touchdown. Um, well, so, well, let's let's talk about that because this this is a big talking point. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, what the hell's going on for, for people listening? Like, there was that like there was two calls in about five minutes, but there was a call at the very very end, Connor, where <laughs> um, it was meant was it like they they called DPI. But the ball, like that, that was thrown, was not catchable in a million years. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like, I think the Colts were robbed there today, mate. Like, honest to God, there was two occasions where it was like, what the hell sort of like, like decision are the are these referees making? For me personally, it, it it looked like it looked like barely a drag. It looked like a like a flag football tackle. Just to kind of stay in theme with the news, it it looked like a flag, like looked like it just basically like a, a slight little pull on the jersey. Although from a certain angle, it might have looked like he did kind of check him with his hip, but yeah, that was that was bad. And you could tell when he turned around, he was absolutely shocked. Not good, not good yeah. at all. Uh, look, they they got over the line. A very entertaining game for a neutral. I'm sorry, I like Gardner Minshew. I'm I'm excited to see. We're we love Gardner Minshew on this podcast. We absolutely love him. I mean, I'm excited to talk about the Patriots win on the next segment of this podcast or stay yep. on the video if you need to. Um, but for me, going to this Patriots, please God, Patriots Colts game in Germany in a few weeks, I want to see both teams just get better and better. So, um, yeah, I'm happy enough. Like, it was an entertaining game, but certainly the Browns need to perfect a few things, but their, their offense, man, their, their, their defense is so interesting to watch. 
every week on, on, on Activision's class. Can I end this podcast audio segment? Not by talking about the Giants. We're probably not going to have time to talk about them, so we'll talk about it on Jeff's. But congrats to That's them fine, yeah. on a very interesting uh, game. Uh, Sam Howell, who looks like um, Ronan. What's yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. Ronan uh, Patterson. Ronan Patterson. Uh, so I basically, just remember we started put, like doing this video, put a tweet out saying, like, you want, I want your questions slash takes. Um, you've got like 20 minutes, drop them. So a guy, Ian Mulligan, there are only about four serious teams in the NFL this season. The Bills aren't one of them. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Do you know what? Might not be far off because they've lost to the Jets and then they lost against the Patriots. It's it's like, what are you, what are you doing, Buffalo? How are you losing to these two teams? To lose to the Jags in London was one thing. Like, like that was... Yeah, know. but the Jags were also on this upward trajectory and they'd already been there and it's in London. It was I mean, don't get me wrong, bizarre. Did not did not see it coming at all. And I'm I'm, I'm like I'm no expert or anything like that, but it was that I can kind of see happening because they were on this great trajectory where the Jags seemed to have a lot of things clicking with them. And then they've already been there for a week and then Buffalo are just landing there. So maybe. But I mean, don't lose against the Jets when they've literally lost, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time in you know the first two minutes of the game um and then you lose against you go out and well i don't know if we'll talk about it later maybe we'll talk about it later but you go out and you lose against the patriots who are seriously struggling the opposite of what jacksonville are doing they're going downhill but now they might have turned their season around by beating um quote unquote super bowl contenders as some people call them well a uh, couple more comments not just mikey saying afc north stuff and tasty Good timing, Mike. We're literally saying that a couple, Very good, couple of minutes ago. Um, jo- Irish Cowboys, great lad. Shout out to him. Josh Allen is not top three. Eyes emoji. Let's leave uh, the rest uh, of the comments for the next podcast and, and see there. I can see Connor Mangan looking very interested in that conversation. Doing the eyes emoji on the camera. Yes, I agree indeed. with you. Um, let's switch over to this next audio podcast for people on this, on this podcast. Switch over to the next one. We'll see you there for people on the video. Don't go anywhere. It's fun. You're listening to Pro Football Ireland, folks. Monday yeah. morning football. If you know, follow me on Twitter, follow Connor on Instagram. Buy us a coffee. Give us a DM. I'm joking. See you soon.